Hey, I'm Andrew Lucas. That's what I love. Mr. Mallard. Uh, join me as always, uh, Mr. Chief of Morale himself, Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you this evening before we go? So the point being is, good golfers are fucking dime a dozen, and we saw it in full swing that the line of demarcation between. Here, are you ready, Bud? Are you ready for the players? Are you ready to make money? Are you ready to try to beat me? I didn't do my homework this week. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome into Divots and Pivots. I forgot that was Bud's first time hearing that uh, that little thrown together <laughs> intro through. Uh, so love that. Watching his reaction backstage that whole time. But I am Andrew LeDuc, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard here, bringing you uh, Divots and Pivots alongside Bud Copeland for Masters Hangover Week. Let's be honest, that's just what it is. I'm lucky to be standing right now. There will be no wine drunk from Mr. Sophistication himself tonight because I would fall asleep if I did. So... Budweiser it is. Bud, how are you on this beautiful Tuesday Postmasters? Phenomenal. And that was great. I, I hadn't seen that before. I love that we have we have me dropping an F-bomb right there up front, just in <laughs> case you want to know what kind of show you're getting into. Uh, no, we don't go blue early, not often. Except I am going blue early tonight, and that's, the, oh, that's yes. it. That's that Acorn Hill baby blue. I don't even know if that's what it's like. But Nate, Nate Wren, Acorn Hill shouts to you. Thank you for the gear. Uh, yes. TBFY15 for 15% off acornhillsco.com. Uh, he's going to be on the Weather Channel tomorrow morning, 8.40 a.m. Yes, big day for the, for the company. Big, big day, day for Nate and Acorn Hill. So, yes. But as we were saying just before the show, this is only the second time I've gotten to wear mine because the first time I got it, I went outside to let my dog out right before taking my kid to school, and it was yeah. just a little damp outside, and she jumped up and just muddy paws right up on front of it. I mean, it's. I would say that this color is as beautiful – uh, as anything, but it is just as delicate as white can be. So wear with caution and, and pride. Now it's, uh, it's wonderful. As you can hear, I lost my voice this weekend. I don't know if it was shouting at the TV for 10, 12 hours on Sunday, or it was the super dry air. Or it was all the TikTok and Instagram videos you were posting about the masters. I'll do it too. The, the, uh, <laughs> Sergio. Sergio scared me early. Day one, he went. He was. Uh, he was getting out there, and I did not want to see. I, I'm glad it, it was this fan piss me off so much. It was going to piss me off if Sergio was there at the end. No, but the dry air dried me out. I couldn't talk for like two days, and so I'm on the rebound, and I feel great. You know what helps when when your throat's feeling like this is a little. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a little, little doctor's medicine there. Yeah, uh, another <laughs> medicinal purposes only, kids. Another shout out for Econ Hills uh, working in a in a store today out there surveying. Random guy comes up to me and says, "Hey, love the hat. That color's fantastic." And you know what? The color is what sold me too. Uh, you know, obviously the story sold me because if you didn't, if you missed the episode where we had Nate on a couple weeks back, uh, go take a listen to that because it explains everything about Acorn Hills, the sustainability side of it, uh, and just the story of Nate himself. But yeah, the color's great. Love it. Excited to see him on the All right, so tomorrow. well, let's talk master. Let's let's get on. I was master. about to say Pantone three four two is the master's green. And if you've listened to the show before, then you know that. But um, this is a close second. I'm not going to lie. It's a close second. I, okay, look, the numbers don't lie. And it, this was the biggest you know, Masters Sunday in years. Yep. Um, there was a different feel to it. I, I, I Dude, I, call, I said it last week. I mean, I think I kind of thought Brooksy was going to win it. I wanted Brooksy to win it. Uh, I, 
I, I think it's pretty hilarious. I saw somebody saying Brooks ruined the Masters by by just playing mediocre. They're like, all he needed to do was shoot even par, and this thing's interesting. You know, this guy. And yeah. I'm like, but but you know what's funny is it does open up for the conversation. We're just gonna dive right into the Masters recap, and then we will get into Harbor Town because don't sleep yes. on don't sleep on the RBC Heritage at Harbor Town Links. Uh, I mean, a couple of years ago, remind you, this was voted I think the second or first hardest course. Mm. on the pga tour by the players themselves uh, narrow fairways it's it's all in the you know narrow fairways pete die design a little jack nicholas sprinkled on top of there and then you know they go all through the woods and then bam yeah. you're right on the ocean when the nerves are hitting and you got this wide fairway to tee off into and then a narrow green so it's going to be a fun week down there in hilton head i already saw victor hovland was laughing about in his little norwegian smile i was talking about like no there's alligators snakes snapping <laughs> turtles there's all sorts of stuff in this water. You don't want to go in this water. And I'm just laughing my head off. I mean, I grew, I grew yeah. up down there and that's all in the water, but that's what you do. You go in. So we will get to that, but we you will. cannot, you can't be a sports fan, let alone a golf fan without, without reflecting on this masters and kind of thinking it was, uh, I liked it. I mean, I, I, I know that there's people yeah. out there who maybe think that the weather spoiled it. I honestly, it's kind of like the silver linings for me when COVID hit and they had to postpone, immediately when they announced November, I'm like, it's football season. And sure enough, college game day goes down there. You have a November masters, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you got to find the silver linings. And for me, yeah. that, that meant 12 hours of coverage and like 11 hours of golf on Sunday. Yeah. And I listened to or watch every single minute of it. And, uh, and it started off with, uh, started off with a bittersweet tweet, but uh, you know, I mean, it was, for me, it does rank up there with one of my favorite masters of all time. If Brooksy would have won it, I'd have been a little more happy just to see that stir in the pot in the full circle from full yeah. swing where he's talking about, I don't even know who won last year. It, I mean, let's, let's, he was second. That's yeah. not bad. This is one of the most elite fields in golf. So he still got it. And, and I think the whole live, the live PGA Tour, I think this might have bridged it in a weird way of, okay, when we're on neutral territory, may the best man win. And then everybody just go back yeah. to your business. The players seemed perfectly fine with each other. There was a yeah. ton of, there was a ton of comments and tweets or news clips, whatever you want to call it out there about, you know, guys on the range talking to each other. Finally, like Cameron Smith pointed out that he wasn't sure how it was going to be for him out there. And then the second he gets up there on the range, you know, everyone's, you know, giving him high fives, yeah. shaking hands, the, the, the normal stuff. So nothing seemed to be different for the players. I think, like you said, this was, this was rose above golf itself. It always does. The, the masters is in its own, you know, stratosphere when it comes to what these guys do for a sport. It, I, to me, it's the best. I mean, it's yeah. the tops. I know Gary Player ranked it last, and I think he's got some beef with the Masters. It goes all the way back to when he took his green jacket home, and they called him, and he was like, you can come get it if you want, which I do love that. I love yeah, that it's, that it's move right there. Um, that's, pretty, that's pretty awesome. Uh, but uh, it's the best for me. I, I used to go back and forth, and I, 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 I'm in love with the U.S. Open. Sure. I really am because of – what it's our country's it's our country's open uh it really is open and tin cup you know the, mm -hmm. all of that uh, obviously you know my favorite tournament of all time is tpc just for the the familial reasons but as far as elite golf this is it i mean I, yeah. you look at the leaderboard and it was nothing but names well obviously the former champions there uh but even those are names like when you see that sandy lyle shot 
you know, seven over, you're like, well, it makes sense. He's 150 years old. You know, like this is his last <laughs> Masters. He's gonna shoot that. Freddie uh, Couples makes the cut. Dang. Like you. that's you just you're gonna get it's it's the it's the years that you get Bernhard Lang or in the top 20 on you know at the end of three rounds. It's those it's those years where you history always seems to come to the forefront one way or another. And I wonder if, and this is, it's funny you mentioned Freddie because I, you know, I got romantic. I kind of, I was thinking to myself, well, shit, maybe he can make a run at it. And even he, he admitted, he's like, I'm glad to show that I've got, I still got the game to go out there and play yeah. in these tournaments. He's like, but I'm not, he's like, I'm not Victor Hovland, you know? And he started naming yeah. these guys. He's like, I, I can't do that anymore, which is, but um, there's a plaque at Augusta national dedicated to Jack Nicholas. Once he kind of retired from, you know, from, and it was, it was funny cause he, he played in more masters after that as a champion, but it was kind of like they were dedicating it and they left a section blank at the bottom because it was kind of a wink, wink, nod, nod to, you never know with this guy, you know, he, and then, uh, then he made a couple runs uh, or he made a run like a, a year or two later. And then, but I want a, I wonder if they filled that plaque in yet. I hope they never do. I hope that, cause that's kind of part of the legend. This guy was that damn good. Uh, yeah. Although the ceremonial tee shot kind of had that Arnie feel to it. Um, I don't know it if is. that's just the production team putting the music in the right spots and making me cry. But, <laughs> well, they also, it, they also did the whole from Jack's eye through Jack's eyes. So they'd follow, yeah. you know, follow, follow him out of the, out of the clubhouse with his yeah. wife. With that all was this it. And that and, He's yeah. getting his stretches in. Uh, yeah. The highlight for me was finding out that his kids call him, his grandkids call him Peepaw. That's his. That's his family nickname. I think that's great. My that's my dad is Pops to the grandkids in our family, and I love that he's Peepaw. My, my dad is Peppy. 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 Yeah. I love that. Yeah, he was gonna be Papa. Oh no, sorry, he was gonna be Pepe. Welcome kids to Divots and Pivots, a golf show about fantasy <laughs> sports betting. And kids couldn't games. kids couldn't say Pepe, so it always was coming out Peppers. We were like, "Oh, Peppers, that's uh, that's cute. We'll roll with Peppers." And then it just turned into Peppy as a joke, and then it stuck as Peppy. So my mom was Nancy, but my cousin couldn't say Aunt Nancy, and so she would she would say Cece, Aunt Cece, mm-hmm. and, and so that's when she when, when yeah when when mom became a grandma, she was Cece. Anyway, back to the people competing. <laughs> what? Let's just get right to it. Tiger. Yep. No surprise that he withdrew after three. He could not walk. Man. That was tough to watch at the end of that third round. Um, and, I, just, and I was saying to myself, I said, watching him, um, I was just like, there's no there's no way he plays this final round. The weather was is not – that weather is not kind of someone who's had the injuries he has uh, or the history of injuries he has. Uh, it's so – and he, he, and you know what it was that sold it for me is what not just watching him physically walk, but also watching his reaction to his shot. It was almost I don't want to say he didn't care in that third round, but it was because I, I don't think that's oh, the case he was at in survival all. Mode. He was but in his, survival, but mode. his but his face was very much like, yeah. let me get through these shots so I can be done. Well, you saw the Jason Day comment earlier today or yesterday where he goes, "Yeah, at Southern Hills when he withdrew, it's because one of the screws popped through his skin." Like this guy is, yeah. I mean, and, I mean, again, we talk about mom mentality sometimes, and and he's there. So that did make me sad. What really made me sad was the uh, that earlier in the week when when somebody said, "Have you ever thought that this might be your last?" And he's like, "Yeah," I have. and then you see him go out like that. We'll see if he turns up at Oak Hill or yeah. I think the PGA is at Oak Hill. Uh, we'll see if he turns up there. I, I don't know, he might, man. He I mean, might have to take a break all the way to the U.S. Open. I think him and Will Zalatoris might just want to go become buddies for a little bit. So here's yeah, my Willie, question. Willie ZG. What was the biggest disappointment for you 
from this year's Masters. It had to have been Rory. Like, how can it not be Rory missing the cut? And yet now, granted, I know he he ended up only missing it by one stroke, but still, Rory it, Rory was supposed to be the guy that all season the has been getting thrown in our and you know acceptingly thrown in our face. We've loved it. We've wanted him to be the guy all year, uh, carrying the PGA flag, who can who can fight any, go up against anybody and handle it. And he just, I don't this Augusta and him just. In a weird He's, way, Augusta kind of head. It's in, in a his weird head. way. I think Augusta made us move beyond this live PGA Tour thing and put it yeah. back into perspective of these guys are all just really good golfers. They're just choosing sure. to play their stuff elsewhere. Um, but I still if you want filming, to see Rory do better than he did, though, I agree with you. I was actually trying to be contrarian and, and figure out something else <laughs> that might be shocker, something else that might be uh, the biggest disappointment. But it is. It's so obvious. It's Rory. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's for me personally. It's disappointing that Brooksy didn't win because I would have finished in the money, but. Uh, mm-hmm. in my other league, which I'm, I'm slowly clawing my way back in the top 16. Oh, I told boy. you, give me in a major season and, um, and, and I'll be able to get back up there still though. No wins in the season. I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. If Rory, uh, had and, made the, if Rory had made the cut, um, I probably could have made a lot more money than what I lost <laughs> this yeah. week, but, that, but that'll that, happen. That, that's the disappointment for the weekend. If you're Phil Mickelson, I, I think you have to pay an assistant or something to make 365 cards. Mm -hmm. And on the front is your face. On the back is the thumbs up. On the inside of the left is a screenshot from full swing with the caption that says, fuck you, Phil. Phil. And then on the right side is your (laughs) final round scorecard from this year's masters. And Rory not having and, one, <laughs> and you just and you, and you have somebody drop that off by personal courier to him yeah. every day for the next year. I would, I would volunteer for that. Just well, actually, I don't know if I would, man. So here's my question to you because because um, I'd say my other disappointment was honestly kind of the coverage, the TV coverage by CBS. And I will say the the Masters app was fantastic as it always is, but the Masters app is. Fantastic. That's where I watched all my coverage. Was yeah, me too. That's the Masters I, that, I was on, and ESPN Plus. That's well, that I watched it all on those. I did, and when 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 I got on Sunday, I turned on Jim Nance. Come on, don't be so. And that's what I did too. Don't be, I don't be blasphemous. Although Sunday, they were running, Sunday, they were running the CBS feed through the app. Though, if you would just open the app and click main feed, it would yes, be the they CBS. Were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Colton they, Nost was my highlight of the weekend. I enjoyed. Well, he he was, was doing yeah. the featured groups. I really like me some Colton Nost. Uh, I wasn't but, disappointed in the coverage. I, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Like I, so I consumed my, it. My question about the coverage to you though is, sure. it felt like on Sunday, given the round that Phil was having, I feel like he wasn't getting much screen time at all, even though he was getting up to the set. Maybe that was just me and what I happened to be looking up and looking away. I don't know. It may be. I I actually was shocked, not shocked. I actually took notice of the fact that they were cutting to him. I mean, he may, because they were cutting to Brooks a lot. Brooks was all weekend. He he was stealing the show. Yeah, I know. But he was like, but that's what, like they did that right to me. It must've just been the way I was watching, looking up, looking down that I felt like I wasn't seeing a ton of Phil considering he was had shot. He was shooting what seven under, I think, in the end, whatever it was. Yeah, but there, were, I mean, there were a lot of stories going there on was. there. So uh, they they did cut to him coming down the back nine because mm-hmm. you know if he threw a couple of eagles in there, he would have been jumping up into mm-hmm. the mix. Uh, 
no, I thought, I mean, I, to, to, to the bigger, like when I said, like, I just don't care because I consumed it. I was able to find it sure. wherever I was, whenever I was walking, I was walking my in-laws dogs that on was their very easy acre, you know, farm. And I had it playing on my phone in my back pocket, like it, in Sunday morning, mm-hmm. master's coverage at like eight 30 in the morning, cup of coffee, big farm. That, that part was, was great about scene. that. That part CBS got right. They knew that, uh, the final round was getting going and they just, they just took over and they started at eight 30. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. I mean, you have to anything that's out of the ordinary. And that's what I mean by it's kind of fun every once in a while to have a master's or have something, have something tweaked or disrupted that yeah. either gives you like a Monday finish. Uh, John Rombo though. Yeah. John Rom. It, you, you, I, you can't not like him. Who hates Ooh. John Rom? I mean, in, in the whole Nobody. thing where it was Seve's 40th, it was the 40th anniversary of Seve's win. It was also Seve's birthday. It was also yeah. the last time that it finished on like, you know, um, this date was Sergio won in 2017. So, you know, you know, it's just a lot of Spaniard connections. Yeah. You know, good for Spain. And I love seeing uh, Jose Maria Olatabo. Uh, <laughs> actually, I don't know if that's how you say it. Sorry for the appropriation. Yeah, but... uh, Barth, Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> Uh, I love seeing him kind of tear up and be that proud elder statesman. Um, mm-hmm. I I was shocked to not see Sergio, but then again, I don't know what the personal relationship between John Rahm and Sergio is, so I don't yeah, want to just assume. Sergio's a piece of shit. I wasn't shocked. <laughs> uh, I loved hearing uh, from from our guy Thigala, who yeah. he he had a he had a nice he little a showing. Good final round. Yeah, he, he also had an, he had an he had an ace on sixteen. That was fun. Yeah, or not an ace. Sorry, he he sunk the tiger shot basically. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he he put together a nice he, he put together a nice one there because I saw his name you know creeping up the leaderboard mm-hmm. from a from a fantasy standpoint. Of course, I'm watching the middle of the leaderboard as well because that's what we do when we have money on twenty of the the eighty guys in the field. Um, cakes in football. That's what Maryland does. But I, uh, but I like seeing uh, Thigala pull it back together. You know, I think Sunday a lot of guys, a lot of guys saw the opportunity that hey, we can finally score again after the weather we've had for two straight days. Uh, so they guys took advantage of it, and then someone like Rom, I think he would have taken advantage of it. He didn't have to though. Nobody pushed him. He, yeah, he, he was just, he just put I'm it not gonna lie. I was I, listen, I was rooting for a ball in the water on 12. I was rooting for you know an OB hook left on 13. Something to he, spice it up. He, of course, but when he <clears throat> piped his drive on 13, just like a 360-yard beautiful boomerang draw. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that big, but it was a big but an, yeah. booming draw. It uh it, it kind of put it, you know a, a chill, a little thrill down my leg. Question for you: <laughs> champions dinner. Everyone was shitting on him on Scheffler's dinner. That's my point. I'm like, what, what, what's a guy got to do? No, Phil, Phil kind of sit there and just keep it to himself. Is it, yeah. do we need to, need to back off? Especially now that he went out and shot 65 on Sunday. Like we said, he, I think I, what he did was the socially appropriate thing when you're re-entering an awkward situation and you're kind of the yep. one that made it awkward. You just come in you'd be gracious. You're there. He's, you know, the game's bigger than him. And, yeah. and I, I think what'll happen is maybe next year or the following, he'll start chirping back in. You know, the guy, they, mm-hmm. nobody did anything wrong. We needed a story. You know, here's some upstart yeah. league. 
I still think Liv's going to die, pun intended, because like Harold Varner III said, man, they're not talking about growing the game. I think this was a power play. It, yeah. You know, it, it is part of, like Zach Helfand was talking about, there's the bigger geopolitical scene where Saudi Arabia does want to continue to bolster its reputation around the world, sure. and here's a way they can do it. And these guys are just, you know, it, it it's kind of funny because they took the money. And nobody blamed him for it, but we all talked about there was probably people out there. I really didn't run into anybody who knew about like I'm not, that's a dumb way to put it. I did not have any conversations with folks that were genuinely upset about this. They'd just be like, ah, I don't yeah. know. I don't think I'll watch it. And I don't think anybody else will watch it either. I think it'll yeah. run its course. I think this main group of players will leave. Um, maybe Liv goes on though. Maybe they do keep snagging some of these. Some of these rogue players here, the money starts dropping a little bit, but it's established mm-hmm. itself as this team entity uh, that's just going to continue. And maybe people like DJ or Sergio, if they do have equity in these teams, they knew that too. It's like owning a minor league baseball team. It's not going to be the mm-hmm. big league money yet. Maybe someday it will. Who knows? It's developing. So I, I do like that this is kind of, for me now, the only thing I'm going to talk about live is at the majors because I genuinely don't care about yeah. the competition anymore. <clears throat> Uh, they're not well, going to Boston, so who cares? Well, what I liked is that once the Masters, once the play started at the Masters, nobody was really talking about Liv anymore. Like, obviously, the broadcast wasn't, but I mean, like, just even the people I was around who were watching the Masters, no, nobody it cares. was just a non-story because, once again, the Masters rises above everything in golf. Yeah, and, and the only place I saw the conversation was online, and that's kind of where of it belongs. It was, it was yeah. fun to see people chirp back and forth about well, you got three guys and live in the top five. I don't know when Bill Clinton got into the conversation, yeah. but you see that. And, and I want to go and, and so like if, if at the, I mean, are we keep, that would be a fun bet to have though. Top five finishes throughout the year, like putting money on mm-hmm. who's, you know, you got 20 spots who, you know, who, who gets more but of them. Well, the it year. wasn't shocking to me that a few live guys got into the, especially oh, the guys, that. especially the guys who did. Brooks has Shocked a good, that Patrick Reed did as well as he did, but he's well, been playing well. Yeah, because let's put Liv and PGA aside. Just some of the guys on Liv have fantastic history at the Masters between Brooks and DJ. Phil, I mean, all the guys who read, like, there's multiple winners in there. Plus, there's also just guys who primarily were finishing top 10 before Liv came around, anyways, at the Masters. There's just guys who are, it's one of those courses you're really good at that course or you're not. It's just horses how it is. Horses, horses for courses. All right, last thing about the Masters, and then we'll move on. Yes. Slow play. The the storyline people are talking about, Patrick Cantlay. He is such a slow player. I will say that. Him and Xander. Him and Xander take forever. By the way, Sergio back in the day, they used to put the clock on him, man. He'd stand over a ball for like 75 seconds before yeah. he hit. It was, it, was, it was insane. My response is, who, like, what? You're right. Brooks likes to play fast. Patrick yeah. Cantley likes to take his time until an official steps in and puts him on the clock. Shut the fuck up, Brooks. Not everybody likes to fly around the, the golf course. It, it doesn't. It. Ma- it doesn't change the way. I don't notice it when I'm watching golf unless the comment, the, the broadcasters start mentioning it, and right. then uh, then I start to like really watch and see what they're doing. But if I'm if no one mentions it on the broadcast, I, I don't notice that someone's playing. Slow. Uh, I'll tell you what though, if you're in that production truck and you get two people saying, you know, here are the two stories we got going. We can cut to Justin Rose, who's you know got 50 feet for a birdie to maybe go three under, or we can show this pissed off image of John Rom and Brooksy. <laughs> and I mean, it, it is good television. I get yeah, that, yeah. Uh, but, but but like people chirping and be like, who's the slowest player on earth? Shut up. 
like yeah. turn change nope. the channel. There's infinite amount of things to watch. Don't come into my kitchen and just bring your stink. Like, I don't care if you, again, if the television's there, they're going to cut to other, other things. They're going to show other shots. They're not just going to sit there and, and sit and like pan on it. And by the way, if you're watching that featured group and that's, that's what you're stuck with, you know, yeah. the product you're tuning into. So well, the exactly. whole slow play thing, whatever. slow play matter. Slow play does matter in the world of golf, but it does not matter at the professional level. I'm sorry. Slow play affects you and me Shit, and anybody till, else. Well, wait till we get to these, courses. All wait these, till we get to the U.S. Open and they're playing like six-hour rounds. That is well, yeah, but th- but that's when slow play matters to me. It matters when like people like me are on the golf course, and that's when it gets back out. You're just like, okay, come on, we're all here to have fun, not stand around for six hours. Uh, but if but like you said, if, if I'm tuning into a water golf tournament, I'm I know the product I'm tuning into, and if I'm already tuning into to, to watch golf. Well, yeah, but as long as I, if I already know I'm tuning in to watch golf, this, like I said, the slow play doesn't brought, doesn't, it doesn't translate over through the TV. It doesn't God, clip, clip that audio because you paused at the right time. If I know I'm tuning in to watch golf, that big hang there, yeah. my wife would be like, that's how you know you're a loser. Cause she hates golf, um, <laughs> but she loves me. So it's fine. That's all that matters. There was one other thing I was going to ask you about. No, I'm over it. No, Patrick Cantlay had the perfect response when he was asked about it. He goes, listen, Augusta National is one of those courses you don't get to play all the time. The conditions were, were awful. And, um, you know, those are really tough greens and spots to hit. So I took my time and picked my spots. Like, And, and, and that's well. why I – yeah, <laughs> people who people who want to chirp him for playing slow, I think you're just looking for something to be upset about. There's a lot more to, to, to look at in the world. Than, yeah. than, than, than caring about Brooks and John being upset that it took a while. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I mean? But I don't fault Brooks for expressing his anger. He likes to play fast. Other people like to play slow. My point is all of us on the outside being like, Patrick, Patrick can't, that's, that's who you want to get upset with. He's the most vanilla ice cream cone there is. I love me some Patrick Cantlay. Yeah. I, and, he, and he played good so he can keep doing what he's doing and, and he can, Tell everyone to shove it because it works for them. All right. So we've actually we've, we've squeezed all the juice yes, out of this lemon have. and next year's lemon. Harbor Town. Yes, let's get to Harbor We got before we go. Go, 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 go. What did I miss? What did I miss? What I so before up we get to Harbor Town, we do have to get a quick word in from Underdog. Oh, yeah, no. Go. I love Underdog. And then we'll, we're going to dive into Harbor Town, RBC Heritage, uh, all the fun so that comes with that because it is another elevated event. Uh, and there is more more storylines to, to talk about with that. Uh, so stick around. We'll be right back to talk DFS and storylines around the RBC Heritage. Underdog Fantasy is here to save your post-fantasy football season blues. The easiest place to play and win with the Underdog Fantasy app. Get up to 20 times your money in a single night with our Pick'em contests. Grab some insurance when setting your picks and win even when one pick fails. Go online now and use the promo code DIVPIV to double your deposit up to $100. Sit gingerbread. Good girl. For a second there, I thought the uh, voice for our underdog commercial was the voice of the my group feature on the masters app <laughs> i'm sorry that was the one other thing i wanted to, i completely forgot about that till i just heard that voice right there that was the one thing the my group feature on the masters app was fantastic it to just cut to every shot of whoever you marked as a favorite uh great just watch it on mute though because if I had to hear that robotic voice one more time saying so and so's got a 50 foot putt for a birdie and then it just stopped like 
I, I, I couldn't do it. But watching it on mute was perfectly fine. I'm looking up the history of the tartan jacket because they get that, uh, that ugly ass plaid jacket. Yeah. What's the, any, no, any good history? no story, no nothing. Oh, no, there's nothing there. Apparently, for, year, for for a while, it was a red jacket. You know, yeah. now they do, you know, green jacket, gold jacket. Who gives a shit? Solid, uh, solid topic but, to bring up then. <laughs> but back to Harbor Town Golf Links. Yes. We are looking at 7,100 yards, par 71. So not that long, but again, it's a Pete Dye design, which is Target Golf. And we and I mentioned it earlier. Sure tree lot, you know, very tight, tight, narrow spots to hit your drives into. Mm. Uh, and the greens are not that big either, but I do absolutely love the fact that it goes through the woods and the swamp and over the river and through the hills and then comes out into that beautiful finishing hole uh, on the 18th with the, mm -hmm. the lighthouse right off in the background. Fun fact, we used to go on family vacations down there and there's this guy named Greg Russell who does like concerts under a big tree. It's kind of romantic. You got to check it out on, on YouTube. He sings like kids songs and, and stuff like that. It's fun stuff. Cool. Yeah, that's a deep cut for you. Uh, <laughs> but fun fact, they got POA greens here. So we we, we got that little spin. In the off season, they go POA. So I don't know where they are now. I don't know if they would transition back or, or not. But we got some POA greens going on, I believe, uh, I again. I'll tell you what they got right now, actually. Or it's POA, POA curious. In the last, the last few years, it's always been Bermuda for the tournament. Okay, so yeah, they probably just use it then for the off season, uh, yeah. because it is a resort course. I mean, it is a public course. You can get get on it, and, you know, if you get down there. Expensive, but uh, sure, it's there. Yeah. So, given what we know about this Pete Dye design, mm -hmm. what are your kind of key three or four or five or seventeen? <laughs> I didn't I didn't see what your mixed model looked like when I got into the Fantasy National. That's right. Uh, I made it kind of late today because I was just busy with work the last two days out in the field. But uh, before I even get into the stats, when it comes to this week, the week after the Masters, uh, one, I'm looking at who really had to grind at the end. Uh, oh, we lost Bud there, it looks like. Uh, well, what I'm looking at, I want to look at who really had to grind at the end uh, because the Masters, the, we said it earlier in the show, there's a hangover when it comes to the Masters. Uh, and, and that's a real thing. It's such a mental and physical grind. So to, to come back or immediately turn around to a, to an elevated mandatory event like this, uh, that's a tough call for a lot of guys. So one, and a lot of other people seem to be doing that too. John Rahm will be a fade for me this week coming off the win. It's a big emotional high he was on. Looks like everyone else is also playing that game because he's projected under 10% on this week at the highest uh, salary. Uh, but also some guys who made comments – uh, I'm for one Jordan Speed. I don't know if you saw Jordan Speed. I think the comments were today, uh, coming out and saying how, um, how the he's he's exhausted. He had it's no, he, he had to put so much into he's been playing so much golf. He had the last 10. He out of the last 10 weeks and they play and they put an extra effort for the Masters every week. So he said, coming into this week, he's going to have to reevaluate his schedule and figure out how to rebalance it. Yeah, no. So look, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with with. For those of you listening on the there. podcast later, I was playing the world's smallest violin, yes. and I was playing the saddest song for That's Jordan Spieth. That's why you couldn't hear it. Uh, but, but but when it comes to picking a guy for DFS, if if that's his mindset. Yeah. Going into this week, I'm tired. I need to reevaluate my schedule. I'm not putting money on him to to do anything. 
even if he does rate out well, he rates out number 12 in my model for this week, and he's got low ownership around 10%. I'm still going to fade him because it seems mm-hmm. like he's already, he's checked out before we even arrived there. Two things on that. First of all, Rory, Rory, Rory withdrew. Try yes. saying that fucking second, 50 times. His second elevated event, he's withdrawn from this year. And I'm, I am curious to hear if there's any fallout, or I'd love to find out if there's, um, if they have, like, what are the limits? What are the penalties? Is it, is it monetary? Because when you so got that kind of money, who gives a shit? It's like, all well, right, what's it going to cost me? About the, um, the what's it called? The the player uh, player impact plan? The player the impact program. They've already talked about how he might lose some lose out on some money from that. So I don't know if he this doesn't. in the in the contracts there's something written into these uh to these elevated events to where they have to go to a certain number of them to be eligible he, or something. I don't know. Whatever. He doesn't care because I'm not saying he doesn't care. I'm saying like he he's probably he knows he he, he was in the room when it all got decided. So he he knows yeah. how many he can miss and all that kind of stuff sure. what the penalties are for. I'm not knocking him for that. What I'm saying to Jordan is then like you all wanted to defend the game. You all wanted mm-hmm. this, wanted that. It, this is what comes with it. When NBA players started complaining about have, having to play back to back nights, and I'm like, "Are you yeah. serious? Didn't like didn't they like play, they, like, like they don't already the take, like they don't already take like 40 games off a year if they know they're going to make the playoffs just right. because they rest." We're, you want to shit on Draymond Green with me for a minute? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, to that end, I agree. If somebody's mindset is like that, fade them hard. This is an elevated event, but you know, I, I don't think everybody's going to be thinking like that. I think this is a this is going to be a good week for somebody like Patch. By the way, somebody out there, there's more money on more money for the winner this week than Augusta, and mm-hmm. I didn't even want to go down the the keyboard warrior tr- route explaining the I idea know. of there's only you know, there's only 68 players and then 50 make the cut and as you if you adjust for inflation, it's yeah. so facto. Yeah, people forget this is one boss. of the smallest Masters fields in a, in a while. Right. There was only, I think, 88. And then once you had, you know, Kevin Na and Will Zalatoris and Woods withdraw. I mean, I know, I know Woods was after the cut, but still, you know, you're down to 85 guys there at that point. Yeah. I mean, irrelevant. My point. Yeah. Because also, I mean, it comes a lot, a lot more than the 200 grand uh, that, you know, you're also guaranteed for life to go every other Masters. Yes. Stop your bitching. You got your money. <laughs> you got the scenario. You knew this was coming. By the way, it's not going to be like this next year. Don't don't. I got to reevaluate yeah. my schedule. You're forgetting the variable that I talked about earlier. This weather fucked everything up. Like yeah, John Rom. Really Google the videos of John Rom squatting or not squatting. Yeah, I think it's like deadlifting 350 and just sitting there just doing just just yeah. tossing it around. These guys are fit. Brooks Kepka is a freaking linebacker. Yeah. So, I mean, and they, they, they were just cranking, you know, peanut butter and banana sandwiches down the fairway. And yeah, it's not like during a weather delay. These guys are at the bar ripping cigars and, and throwing back shots. No, these no. guys are so, trying to I mean, stay, stay moving. Now, if that's, if that's taken out of context, if Jordan's not actually, I mean, but it sounds like if he's saying I got to reevaluate my schedule. No, I almost quoted that line exactly about no, you just evaluating have to, a schedule. Yeah. Don't overreact <laughs> and quit being a little baby. Um, but those are the guys I'm going to stay away from this week. The other guys stats aside, before we get into the stats that I'm going to target this week, are one guys who, uh, who didn't get invited to the masters guys who feel like they were on the edge of getting the invitation, didn't get it. They didn't earn it fair enough, but might be trying to prove something that they could have been there and they could have, uh, they could have competed. I.e. Ricky Fowler. I mean, someone like that, like he, he's been hot. He, he wanted to be there so badly. He doesn't get to be there. 
and this is an elevated event where it's a good tournament field, someone like that might show up this week and just say, I'm going to go out there and try to absolutely destroy because I need to prove, I feel like I need to prove to myself and to everyone else <clears throat> that I could have been there and could have been in contention last week. I subscribe to the chip on the folder, folder chip <laughs> on the shoulder theory. Barcelona. Patrick Cantlay or Victor Hovland, or yeah. there was one other person I just saw that I was going by. Oh, or Sam Burns. Sam Burns, Sam Victor Burns yeah. or Patrick Cantlay is going to win this week because they fall in that category of I don't think that they're hungover or lack of motivation or anything like that. I don't know if Jordan's going to wake up on Thursday and go play golf and his instincts will kick in and everything like that. Sure. He just knows, he just knows that what, the, what he knows what Monday morning is going to feel like this upcoming week. And that's, I think what he's projecting. Yeah, good. Be like every one of everyone of, uh, be like every other one of us going into a hard work week. And once you get a turn, turn that corner of the weekend and get into a nice relaxing week, enjoy it, relax, get there, but you got to get there first. <laughs> God, us giving blue collar tips to pro golfers. That should, that should be a feed. <laughs> blue collar tips to pro golfers. Uh, so let's do this then. I I, I, I had let's cut out. It. I had some I had some uh, audio difficulties. You sounded horrible, and I knew it wasn't you. I knew it was just something weird going well, on in my headphones. I hope, headphone, I, so hope I, I don't still sound horrible. You look beautiful, especially in that Acorn Hills blue. But um, no. Uh, what my what were your key stats, real quick? So, okay, so my key stats are, are going to be putting and approaches that have been mainstays all year. They're going to stay there. Well. We're, we're going there. Um, I've been back and forth and wanting to use greens and regulation and or strokes gain short game, uh, but I went with short game. So I'm going short game, and here's my reason. You, you, you said it uh, earlier in your kind of quick breakdown of what this course looks like from afar. Uh, they're smaller greens, you know, but – with smaller greens, you're going to get a guy, a lot of guys who just barely missed the green. It's going to bring some chip shots into play because the smaller greens, some hole outs, you're going to have those really short kind of 20 yard, uh, 20 to 40 yard chips, pitches, whatever you want to call them coming to play. I want guys who are going to be able to stick it close, save par, or maybe even knock it down for birdie uh, and get up and down. So short games in there. And then when I go to my course layout or my whole layouts, our par four is 400 to 450 in proximity 175 to 200 because those are just the dorkiest stats you can have. And I love to throw them in there every week. No, when you're talking about it, like <laughs> I, I keep going back to my favorite phrase, a Pete Dye course, uh, it's target golf. So you find yep. where the landing zones are and you go from there. So if Jordan Spieth is hitting the fairway, he's going to be dangerous because like you just, what you just described, nobody's more dangerous than he is with yeah. a wedge in his hand. That's so you can't my, hit a fairway um, for the life of him right now. So, which is funny. You mentioned that because my, my key three are approach and putting as well. Um, you have to be, you have to be putting yourself in position to score and scoring, mm -hmm. but off the tee strokes gained off the tee, who's doing yeah. it well, who's putting themselves in position. And I know there's other ways to measure that, but um, I'm choosing sure. the strokes gained off the tee and you know, who's, who's actually not just putting themselves in, in position, but who's, who's, using their tee shot as an actual weapon a la Rory rip. But um, <laughs> when I, when I crank those together, I look at the top of my, uh, my model and, and I mean, there's some diversity in there in, in, in pricing. And because mm -hmm. my boy Akshay is, is in the field, I'm going to play him. He's nice. just, I do think he's one of those kids who's going to catch lightning in a bottle and, 
I think he's like 6,800. I don't even know where he ranks out. Uh, 6,800, 2.4% projected ownership. I mean, he's, he's, t- he's 28th in my, Oh wait, no, that's not, that's, that's Sepp Straka. Uh, he's 117th in my model. Yeah, he's, so, so he's, he's 60th in my model. So if you would like to use my model for him to justify playing him, you can, you can use mine if you'd like. I can tell you what you can do with your model. He's going to give me, he's going to give me that 6,800, you know, that, that forced value because I'm going with a hunch there or just kind of a fanboy attitude. Uh, but that 6,800 is going to free up some, from some cash up top. And I don't think I'm going to pay up for John Rom. Do it. We already established that. Yeah. And Patrick Cantley, I really, really like, but yeah. I do think Max home has not been playing great in my opinion, compared he's, to he's expectations. Um, and I, I'm not, I'm not on board with Tony Finau. Who, I mean, that's the top of my model. So I can scroll down a little bit. And guess who shows up? Keegan Bradley pops up. You know, Victor Hovland's obviously. I'm hot on him. So, we'll we'll let's let's take this from the top and let's go in our 10k and above and let's yes, see. Yes. It's not do you like anybody? It's you yeah. got to pick one. Who are you picking out of this out of this 10k and above range? Uh, so for me, um, I'm picking Scotty out of these guys. Like I said, Fade and Ron because the hangover and. Spieth because of his comments. I like Cantlay, but he everyone I love else that you're him. holding Spieth's feet to the fire. He's like the nicest guy. Can't uh, I love I like Cantlay this week. He he's been playing great and he he really rates out well here. Uh, he will be chalky, so I might have some lineups where I play him, but he'll be eating chalk. So my best bang for my buck, both uh, performance, price, and leverage, would be uh, Scotty Scheffler at eleven thousand at around 14 percent projection. I want you, I want you to. What did you just say at performance? Pr- what price and projection? Uh, at, I don't know, I don't even remember how I said it. Whatever uh, it was, we got to roll the tape back. You got to get that tattooed on your forehead. Um, <laughs> on my forehead. <laughs> or we'll put it on a. No, it would be so much cooler if I did it around the neck. Uh, I already tipped my hand. Patrick Cantlay is who I'd back if, if you, and I, and I still might throw a yes. lineup or two with him, build it around him. Cause I do think he's going to, uh, he, you know, he's playing that well. He's been playing well, you know, Colin Morikawa, if do not be a sucker, he is the mm-hmm. ball striker of all ball strikers. But uh, this is the kiss of death, right? When bud tells you a lock, then just go ahead and do the opposite. And he's, but I just don't nah. Uh, 10, 10, if he was nine nine, your brain, nine, eight, is, your brain maybe. is trying to talk you back into playing him, and you're fighting back. That's what that it cause that was. That's exactly what happened. It's kind of like a gag <laughs> reflex. My, my 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 logic was telling my heart to shut the fuck up. Uh, but no, Patrick Cantlay is my who I'm back in the ten k and above in the nine k range. Victor Hovland all day. I don't hate Cam Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hate Tony Fino. I don't hate Xander Shoffley. Shoffley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Max Homa, I'd fade. I think that's my only fade in there. But Victor Hovland, I'd lock in on him the way he was playing. Uh, he was, you know, leading after one, still finished strong. Uh, look, look for the Norwegianer. Norwegianer. Yeah, Max Homa is one of those where he does rate. I mean, how he rates out second in my model this week. But he's one of those where I'm going to look past the numbers on him because I do agree with you that he's he's. It feels like he's entering this a little bit of a downturn here. Um, and struggling to meet expectations. And he, he only played here once uh, in 2020. He finished T41, but his game has been different since then, so I'm not really going to take that into account fully. But I just, I'm just i just not sure he's going to return value at 9,100. Uh, I do agree I'd rather play a Victor Hovland at 98 um, or, uh, for me, either a, a Xander or a Tony 
um, down there at the lower the lower nine k range. And if I was between those two, I'd probably go Xander uh, at ninety three hundred at around ten percent ownership. X gonna give it to you. Yeah. Uh, AK yeah, AK range is pretty sexy and it's meaty and it's saucy. You can really do some good lineups in this 8K range. We might have. So you said it earlier in the show. So I want to see if you, if you, uh, if you one remember you said it, or, or two still still agree with this because we might actually agree on who we think is going to win this tournament this week for the Sam first Burns. time ever. He's my pick to win as well. Yeah, and he's playing phenomenal. He ranks 42nd in my model. Shows you what I know. He's 21st uh, in mine. Yeah, it's just a gut. I mean, it's just a gut, a gut feeling where it's like Agreed. he he won the match play, you know he 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 did show his face around Augusta. So and then that's the thing when weather wasn't involved, he looked fantastic at Augusta. Yeah, wasn't yeah. he did more than show his face? He yeah. looked other. He were he looked like a top ten player. I do like that about golf, where in other sports, like in football, sometimes they talk about a sloppy a sloppy field and some weather will neutralize good play. In yeah. golf, it almost felt like it elevated. You know, you had to be even better. And I do get that there's guys who are just naturally better. And I don't know if like sure. Spain's very rainy, even though he played a lot I of his golf sure. over here growing up. Uh, but the rest of that AK field, Sungjae never – I have a rule. I don't play him a lot, but I will never bet against Sungjae M. Because sure. anytime I do, I feel like he just sneaks up and bites me in the ass. Uh, Tom Kim has been the story. I mean, he's, he won already this year. People forget about that. Matty Fitzpatrick is just mm-hmm. Matty Fitzpatrick. He is elite. He's a great ball striker. I don't know if he's on the up upswinger downswing. Is he he, like shit? No, his approaches, his iron game is just yeah. His iron thing. game is, has has started to really falter here. His putting has actually been pretty good. And then the um, British contingent, yeah. or don't don't at me if I got that wrong. Oh, it's Irish too. Oof. Uh, the Shane Tyrrell and Tommy team oh, there. Yeah. That's that's Irish. It, Shane. <laughs> that's uh. Well, I think yo, he is Irish, not Northern Irish. Yeah, Oof. Shane's Irish. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I could build some lineups around those three right there. And then sure. I mentioned Thigala earlier. I think Thigala at eight K is the I way he's the, been the way he's been playing and trending. I think you're dumb not to put him in a lineup or two. I'm but gonna play him this I week. I still think he, out of that eight K range, Sam Burns is. So Sam I agree. I'm, Sam, I'm shocked he's in the 8K range. Sam Burns is the guy that I'm all over in this range. So he 8K I range. Playing, uh, eight, I said this range. I wasn't being specific. No, but 8K just, range. I, I said it like five times in one sentence, and it bothered me. Oh, I, I see. Okay, okay. It was like a sneeze. Uh, I had to get one more in. Well, yeah. Sahith, I will be playing a fair share of Sahith because, uh, like you said, 8K feels even too low for how well he's playing right now. He should be able to, to beat that or meet that value, I should say. Also, at less than six percent ownership, too. He's made this is. Uh, let's let's talk about a stat here with him that I don't think a lot of people realize. The fact that he's 8K and he has made 26 of 28 cuts this year. Like, that's impressive. Sure, he hasn't he hasn't won, and at the, on come Sunday at many of these tournaments, he hasn't necessarily been uh, uh, in in real contention. Uh, even though his his um, finishes will say that he was, I think uh, some of these finishes were late round pushes that uh, he wasn't really there going to have an actual shot at winning. But he at least made one last push to get to the top ten. But still, for five point four percent ownership. At 8K, he should easily meet value. So I love the, you know, a Sahith and Sam Burns play out of here. That should give you plenty of room to maneuver around the 10 and 9K range. And then we go into the 7K, and you mentioned Keegan. I'm glad because I like Keegan again this week too. I liked him last week. He finished T23. He's 
Uh, he hasn't played here in tournament since 2017, so that's uh, that's interesting. But Keegan's uh, Keegan's iron play has been has been pretty damn good, top 40 and everything for when it comes to approach and these proximities and the par fours of that length. His putting has been the one thing that's been his worst, but even that's been middle of the field. So Keegan Bradley, someone at 7,900, also under 6% ownership projected. I really like Keegan Bradley right at the top of the 7K range. Keegs. I'm back on the Keegs train. Like I said, big New England guy, big Keegs guy. I'm born again Keegan is what I like to say. Uh, I would I would throw some love to Keegan to Keegan Bradley, uh, wherever the hell he's living. Keegan <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bradley, yes. Where is that, oh yeah, right there. I had him highlighted top of the seven. Yeah, he's right at the top. He's seventy nine. Much these last couple nights. I haven't either, so I'm here for you. That's the, are you here for me? Side. That's nice. I appreciate. You know, that. I did I'm say that. I didn't, I didn't mean to be that sentimental right there with you, but it did come out that way, and I don't regret it. So, don't regret it. No regrets. <laughs> I I like what you said earlier. I mean, I could throw some. I could throw some love behind Ricky Fowler. There's a ton yep. of good names, and because it is an invitational or not invitational exactly. or whatever, it's an elevated well, event. Elevated, invitational. yeah. yeah. Both two things can be true at the same time. I mean, yes. Chris Kirk at seventy five hundred, having won mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and you know we we're both big on Chris Kirk. He's Keith Mitchell, same thing. At the, Chris Kirk finishing top twenty five at the Masters too. Keith Mitchell lives down there. I don't know if he if he like he doesn't play out of Harbor Town, but I'm saying like yeah, I think he's a sure. Sea Island guy. He's definitely a coastal South you know South Georgia or South Carolina guy. Uh, Minwoo Lee, after the showing he had at TPC, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he didn't do great at Augusta, but he oh, almost wow. wins. You know, he almost wins at the Players. Uh, JT Poston is built for this course. Actually, I think JT Poston did all right here recently. What's his What's his recent course history? I got it right here. T T three last year, year missed yeah. cut, and then T eight T eight. So he's got a, a habit for top tens. And he so sure I mean, does. there's a lot. And he's of- been playing well lately too. There's a lot of fun to be had around there. I do agree with you that if you're if you're if you're gonna build something really though, Keegan mm-hmm. is a good play. He's twelfth in my model, uh, and if his if he's clicking this, he is a you know he, he can play the target golf. And I just don't know what to do. Is there any reason to go down into the six K range other than there to pick is. up Akshay? Oh, talk to me, Goose. There is, but before one more guy I do think deserves okay. mentioning uh, in the seven K range is uh, Wyndham Clark. Uh, he's Why? Fifth I've just gotten burned so, on him a couple too many times. I know, but but Clark hasn't missed a cut in at least his last five, and that includes the Genesis, the Arnold Palmer, the players, and the Valspar. Sure, his last tournament was the Punta Cana uh, because he wasn't invited uh, to Punta Cana. What's it called that week? Uh, but his but his last two finishes are a fifth place and a sixth place uh, at Valspar and Punta Cana, respectively. He hasn't missed the cut here in four straight years. Uh, and he's playing pretty well. He's made 24 of 29 cuts this year. He's under 10% ownership, uh, and at 7,600, look, he's top 10 in strokes gain approach. He ranks 16th in my model. I mean, so it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility for you too. And just uh, just, just scroll past his name. I forgot about one of my biggest surprises of the Masters. Real fast, uh, to step back for a second, Gary Woodland. What the f- like? <laughs> where, where did where did that come from? Because he's, he's been he ranks, witness protection. He was case was finally settled. He, he ranks one hundred five in my model this week, so I'm not touching him this week. But that's my point exactly. Where the hell did that come from uh, this past week? So kudos to him for having some TV time again. Um, I think I think we forget that Jason Duffner once won a major. I know that's so not true. not not everybody who wins a major is. I mean, Danny Willett won the Masters. You know, Fair it's enough. like, it, 
not to knock those guys, all due respect, right? But but when you look uh, at their career as a whole, that's what we're talking. In your in the t like the, the yeah, we'll see. Gary Gary Woodland, the rest is still unwritten with Gary. Yes. Uh, and then before Ch- what? Sorry, ahead. once again, before the six K range, I've completely forgot how much I loved four guys at the bottom of the seven K range. By the way, well, tell me all about them. Uh, Sam Ryder ranks yep, fifth I in my that. model, under four percent projected ownership, seventy two hundred. Uh, three straight made cuts, uh, has an off and on history here, but he's been playing well of recent. So I'm going to follow his form. Uh, Maverick McNeer, McNeely under 5% ownership. I like that. That guy's going to pop soon. First of all, you got a name for success. And this is a course that he feels comfortable with 21. He's got T four last year, T 26. So, uh, this, this course seems to be right up his alley. Uh, Denny McCarthy, 7,200 at just under 8% projected ownership. Uh, Fuck same. that guy. He's another one. He's another Wyndham <laughs> Clark in my book. I just get burnt every time I play. No, no, that's, that is perfectly fine. And then you mentioned him earlier. Maybe, yes, it was by mistake, but Sepp Straka, 7,200, less than 6% ownership. He's got a decent history here, finishing T-third last year. Um, and he's he's been playing all right this year. Like he ha- He's been a little bit up and down, but as a whole, he's been at least making cuts. Uh, he's just not really getting hit in that top end. But at 7,200, you want a, a cup maker in like a top 35 finish. So Seb Straka could deliver that to you. There's a lot of people would love for Corey Connors out there this week, especially because, again, I go back to the yeah. whole ball striking Pete Dye thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't want any of that cheese. I can't – I don't trust the Canadian. I don't but, think uh, a lot of people trust Corey Connors right now after this, after the Masters this week. But still, I think with the I think with the way he and by that I just mean from the degenerate standpoint, from the way he came. Oh, that's out right. Started, y'all, y'all were getting pissed in the chat for a couple. From of the way, from that. the way, well, I wasn't. I whatever. But from the way no, he came out, and, from the way he came out and started on that Masters, I think a lot of people live bet him uh, to finish top five, top ten, win whatever, uh, and then he just collapsed. And yeah, the weather was part of it, uh, but he just kind of collapsed. Yeah. Although when you when one of your PGA Tour wins is from a Monday qualifier, that's a pretty badass story. I mean, yeah. just saying. That is pretty uh, cool. So my Ben Griffin pops up in my six K range. He, he so pops if you said if, like if, okay, I was about to say. If oh wait, no, I'm sorry, not Ben Griffin. You continue, Ben Griffin. Sorry. Okay, I will, I'm done with Ben Griffin. <laughs> he pops in my six K range. Uh, he, he where it was somewhere earlier this year, and it may, I can't remember where it was, but he floated around the top of the leaderboard a couple weeks in a row Arnold until he Palmer. got on my radar. Thank you. Arnold and, Palmer uh, finished T fourteen at. And and it's not just that; it's also the buzz around it. Like when people start saying, "Like no, it's you know that this kid's going to be around. You know he'll he'll be a name. Keep an eye on him." I I, I like to think that I'm going to be way outside the box, but I'm not. You know, Mr. Dark Horse. If I put mm-hmm. a Ben Griffin Akshay lineup out there that frees up a lot of capital up top to snag another three of those 8k guys sure. uh, and, then, and then maybe take a flyer on Cantlay. like i'm not i'm not against playing him just because he's in the 10k range i mean i, I just i'm kind of like don't want to pay for the valet service kind of guy like i'll park my own damn car i'm not taking mm-hmm. the 10k guy even though i really like I, I'm, I'm big on him yeah uh but ben griffin is is somebody else who in that you know sub 7k looking for value looking for leverage i don't even know if he what his ownership is uh ben griffin five percent i mean still anything over like three when you're paying 6k it's like eh, is it really worth it yes of course it is anything in the single mm-hmm. digits is worth it it's leverage i learned that from you so what leverage. do you like in that 6k leverage so there's like only the 6K there's area? only one guy in the 6k range that i'm finding it 
one necessary like because like I said, as JJ Spawn. No, as you saw, my I love a lot of guys in the seven K range. So for a lot of my lineup constructions, I'm not really going to need to dip into the six K range. But if I do want to go a, a top heavy lineup, uh, one guy that I would take a shot on to just make the cut, and that's all I'd be looking for him to do, uh, is Peter Malnati. Peter Malnati. I like Peter at sixty four hundred. He's been having a rough year. Let's just call it like it is. Uh, He's been missing cuts a lot of recent, but he may have turned a corner at Valero. He finished T22. Uh, and what I like is his course history here. He's only missed the cut here once in the last five years. Um, most of them he's finishing just inside like the top 50, top 60. Uh, he did have a T16 in 2019, but he's under 1% owned, 6,400. He's top 10 in both putting and short game. He's he feels like he's a guy that can at least make the cut this week. And at that price and at that ownership level, that's all I'd want him to do. Did you ever see a time to kill? Uh, I read the book, never watched the movie. All right, I, read, man, I, read, the I read the book. All right. Well, then uh, you no, I'm, I'm, usually, I'm usually a movie watcher over. I just, I just never got around to seeing the movie. So judge Omar noose is played by Patrick McGuhan. And in one of the key I hate that I have to bring Kevin Spacey into this. One of the key figures in the film is named Rufus Buckley. Yeah. And and he always the way that the way that Omar Noose and his southern twang talks about Mr. Buckley. I can't get that sound out of my head. But another person in that 6K range who seems to be a hot name popping up on a lot of these uh PGA tour.com or any of those uh, expert picks, you know, where they say, yep. here's seven to watch, here are my finalists, here's my winner, is Hayden yeah. Buckley. And so that's another one I get uh, again, when it's an invitational, you're going to always see names up and down the leaderboard. Sure. Uh, although I might just have some fun. I think I saw somewhere that Davis love the third is like plus 250,000 to win. Like why not drop $10 on them? I mean, I, I understand you get more joy out of it in other ways, <laughs> but the potential payoff couldn't be any, any, any better. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Mr. Buckley, give him a look. And I don't think his ownership is actually that big. No, uh, I, I, think it's it's it was under, I think it was under 3% on something. Yeah, it's 2%. So there you go. I mean, there's some names for you in that 6K range. And if you roll it back, you can play them for your friends. There we go. I got to tell you, I'm actually excited for golf again this week. I think major season kicked it off and we were going to do yep. our top 10 golfers, uh, but we'll do that next week. We will rank our top 10 in the world. But for me, I want to know from you, is it, is it, is it recency bias or is Augusta nationals, the masters your number one. And then who comes after that? For me, it's definitely the masters U S mm -hmm. open open championship PGA. Yeah, that's, pretty much the order it is for me too no oh, well, thank thanks for bringing the controversy <laughs> and thanks you know what and thanks for being there for me yes you <laughs> mr mallet is there for bud <laughs> i can always rely on you to be there for me and bring the bang every week i know I, I tuesday nights oh 8 p.m yeah. If you're still listening, click subscribe on whatever device and or platform, ring the bell, check in with us every week here. Yes. Uh, and if you miss it, just subscribe on the podcast and then listen to it, uh, whether it's before you're betting, during the tournament, or on yeah. Sunday to find out how smart or dumb we actually are. Yeah, And I, I'd stay away from Patrick Cantlay if I were you. If I love him this much, <laughs> he's bound to miss the cut. 
and you should keep it right here on the Fantasy Sports Corporation YouTube channel. Uh, uh, Plus Money Golf will be joining us, I believe, at 10.30 tonight, so stick around for them. They'll, They'll make you smarter. All the other ways you can make money on this tournament this week other than DFS, so give them a listen. Uh, give them a watch, however you choose to uh, bring it in. Just make sure you stick around here at Fantasy Sports Corporation and drop that subscription here as well. But as always, we love you guys. Thank you for joining us for another Tuesday here on Divots and Pivots. And we will catch you next week right here, same place, 8 o'clock.